It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. You know who I feel bad for? The smokers. Why do you feel bad for smokers? Well, because they have to go outside in the minus 20 weather and have that smoke. Right next to the door where everybody's walking by and inhaling their cigarette smoke. It's getting worse for smokers now. So cigarette packs for a while now, what, 20 years at this point, have had the real graphic images on them? Oh, yeah. And the warning saying smoking is bad and it makes you stink like poo. Black lungs and, you know, somebody dying in a hospital bed. Brutal imagery. There are some new images now on cigarette packages. They're starting to roll out and they're even more graphic. And some of the images include... This one's probably the least weird. A, a limp cigarette with a warning that smoking can make you impotent. That's one. The grossest one was somebody was sticking their tongue out, and there's a large tumor, a cancer tumor, sticking off their tongue. Well, and finally, though, for the first time, gangrene is getting its own cover. There's a foot that's turning greenish black from gangrene. <laughs> big toe. So gross. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> I hope this works for some people, but until you see it on your own toe, maybe you just don't quit. I don't know. It's hard. I understand it's hard. Uh, There's another picture. A smoker's infant in the hospital connected to a breathing tube. Oh, God. Because they were around the secondhand smoke. And I mean, that's such a sad photo because I don't want kids. So somebody won the $70 million Lotto Max last night. So if you bought a Lotto Max ticket, check it this morning. Maybe you're a multimillionaire. Or maybe, like most other people who bought one, you're still broke as hell. Like us. We we actually checked the app together this morning thinking, this is going to be our moment. I yeah. didn't think that. I knew well, we'd lose. Well, uh, I did. I thought, well, what if this is it? Let's check it together and then we can, I don't know. What would we do? Would we jump up and down and get excited? Would we hug? Uh, no, I wouldn't touch you. No, probably not. Please. Usually when I read these lottery stories, it's exciting and you're like, oh, good for them. But there's a recent winner. I almost started to cry reading this story. To be fair, you almost start to cry when you read the weather. You cry a lot. It's going to snow again. 81-year-old from Chatham just won $100,000 on the lottery. 81 years old. That's nice, man. That's nice at that age. It's nice at any age, but you're getting on. It's like, yeah, you know what? Good for you. And it starts out exciting. It's the first time she's ever won anything in her life. But then you hear that her husband just passed away a few months ago. And they used to play the lottery together. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. He died. Uh, the person she played the lottery with for 50-some years, And she was, saying, she was saying he would have loved to have shared this prize with her, but so, he's gone now. Every time she goes to spend this money now, she, Floyd would have loved this. Oh, it, it, it'd just be sad, right? Oh, God. That's rough, man. We, we never win. That's what we are thinking is we've been playing the lottery for years. We played Lotto Max for last night, the $70 million jackpot. Somebody won. It wasn't us. We checked our ticket, and we're thinking maybe the trick is one of us has to die. Well, so who's it going to be? How do we figure this out? Well, let's start with you. Okay. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I've always imagined choking you out. Mm. But mm. we can start with me. You have kids and stuff, so so you do me first. Okay. And then if you don't win the lottery, then you can be arrested for murder. Maybe you can plead down to manslaughter. I believe in you. I don't know how many times I've been down to the Goddard Beach. Have you had this? You're trying to either cruise the beach or come back up from the beach, and a line of Canada geese are just blocking the roadway. Oh, and they're so slow. They're slow as hell. They're kind of cute. You're trying to... <laughs> 
get back into town. Or you're trying to find a nice piece of grass to put your blanket down, and there's just goose crap everywhere. It's all over the place. Giving you sass. Yeah, now they don't even leave in the winter. Used to be you got a break from them, but now they stay because it's warmer. They just hang around. The grass is still there, so they're still eating, (laughs) crapping all over the place. Sticks to your shoe. It's nasty. What do we do about the geese? What do we do about the geese is what they're asking themselves down in Windsor. Apparently, it's a real problem. They're a nuisance. So one of the ideas they have (laughs) is to relocate these geese, take them to a a goose sanctuary. Another idea they had was culling them, which is a fancy way of saying shooting them and maybe eating them. Well, why don't we eat them? With food prices right now? They're so (laughs) fat and delicious. Why why wouldn't we do this? We could open like a whole chain. Like Canada's version of KFC? KFG. It could be in Kingsbridge. Kingsbridge fried geese. Mm -mm. I've heard the rosemary and thyme really brings out the tenderness of the goslings. If you've listened to the show for a while, uh, Matt's the parent, proud father of three, and I'm the person with no children with uh, free time and lots of money. And a vasectomy. And a vasectomy. We both got the snip. Well, you got no plans of having children. That's right, son. That's what I said. I said I have money and free time. <laughs> Did my worries about my kids influence this decision on you? Uh, no, but <laughs> it reinforced the decision I made because I hear about some of your parenting things, including a text message you got this week from your daughter. It's crazy what parents go through. Yeah, and I have, like, really good kids. Two of your kids are moved out at this point. One of them's on the road. Traveling down the West Coast. She's in the Joshua Tree Desert. Yeah, in Southern California. Yeah, down in there. And uh, I hadn't heard from her in a few days, and so I asked her, hey, how was your weekend? How are things going? And she sent me a text, and Sometimes you just don't want to know what they're doing. So here's what she wrote me. I spent three nights in Joshua Tree National Park with my rock climbing friends. Oh, no, she's hanging out with rock climbers? Not the rock climbers. Oh, those posers. Rough crowd. I pushed myself up this massive cliff. It was terrifying. (laughs) Massive cliff? I don't want to hear that. Felt so good to accomplish it. But my favorite part was doing a cave climb through this place called the Chasm of Doom. I looked it up, and it's terrifying. Ugh. It's like those really tight caves where, like, you have to breathe out all your air so you don't have any lung capacity so that you can squeeze through holes. It's one of those places. Oh, it gets worse. She says, you climb and go through the cave. You have to squeeze through things, as you said, but you can't use headlamps. So it was pitch dark the whole time. I'm supposed to be excited about this? You just have to feel the rocks and listen to your feet in the depths of caves. Listen to your feet? Yeah, listen to your feet. You just got to feel your way around. And she also says the caves also have huge holes you can fall into and die. That was her words. End of conversation. (laughs) Oh, no. Just send me a postcard and say, I'm doing well, Dad. No, but if she sends you a postcard, she's alive when she sends the postcard, but she could have died days after. Oh, God. Or even moments after. Sometimes you'd rather not hear. Oh, boy. Like, you probably withheld certain things you did from your parents, just so they wouldn't worry. They know most of the stuff at this point. Like, they know I was going over to get drunk at my friends. Yeah, these are the things you tell later in your 30s. By the way, that time I said I was camping, I was really at a party in downtown Toronto or something. Yeah, and that time I told you I went to college, I was really at a party in downtown Dungannon. For three years. (laughs) And that time I said I was going to work at the salt mine in the summer, I was 
drunk in Dungannon again. I know a lot of communities across Ontario, certainly in Huron County. We got a Loblaw store here in the town of Godridge. We have a Zayers. That's what we got here. Other towns have other things. And you might have noticed if you shop at a Loblaw store that they got rid of their 50% off stickers. So a lot of times when things like meat, pastas are about to expire, they'll put a 50% off sticker on it just to get it out the door. Yeah, which is great. I mean, you can use it up that night. And they've got rid of the 50% off, gone to a 30% off, which I don't think is really even worth it if it expires that night. 50% off? Yeah, maybe. But somebody from the company, a spokesperson, has spoken out today to say, and I'm going to quote, the grocer is offering 30% off on last day sale items across the board to be more predictable and consistent with other brands. Uh, let me translate. That corporate jargon uh, means uh, F you, we're charging more. It means other companies don't do it, so we're not doing it anymore either. We could give you a, a way to save, but we're not going to anymore. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I mean, they're a business. To be fair, they are a business. True. And you should always try to keep up with competition when you're in business, which is why you, Matt, you're my competition. So I'm going to be doing what morning guy Matt Hussey does, and I'm going to be developing an anxiety disorder. It is icy cold in Huron County. You go south, though. You go far enough south, it's going to get kind of warm. Well, it's been pretty cold down there, too. Uh, if you go to the American South, yeah, it's been kind of cold. I think they were having a snowstorm this week in Texas. Yeah. I have a friend down there who said, it's weird to see snow down here, but they got snow in Texas. You go further south, though, it's going to be a little warmer. And this travel company called Flight Center, you might have heard of Flight Center, they're trying to dispel some myths. You haven't heard, Matt hasn't heard no. of them. I've heard of them. I've never used them, though. Oh, yeah, Flight Center. Right, Flight Center. That's oh. right. They're saying, hey, j just some tips. There's no such thing really as a last-minute deal, and if you do find something last-minute that's cheap, there's a reason it's cheap. It's because it sucks. Yeah, like there's a 50-hour layover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's gonna, there's going to be a reason it's cheap. They're saying the best time, if you want to book a trip to a warm climate, maybe the American South, maybe Mexico, maybe the Bahamas, Best time to do that is between 76 and 79 days ahead of time. But the closer you get, the fewer tickets there are on the plane, the more expensive it's going to be. I'm not that organized. That's yeah. a long time ahead of time. 79 is a couple months. A <laughs> couple months ahead of time. You can't book something now for March? Uh, I'm just such a last-minute guy. It's dumb but is I the should. word you're looking for. I'm dumb. Yeah. yeah. All right. So put it in your, just yell at your phone. Forgetful. Yeah. That's what I said. Dumb. I don't know, man. I, when you travel, though, uh, the travel. Do you have the travel insurance? Do you ever do the travel insurance? Y yeah, if I'm in the states, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. If you're crossing borders, you got to get the travel insurance because of the medical. Exactly. Yeah, they don't have free health insurance down in the United States. Also, everywhere you go in the U.S., they sell fireworks and beef jerky, which is amazing. I'm not sure which one causes more rectal trauma, though. I don't know what you got for lunch. Growing up, I know your mom used to uh, pack your lunch money in a little maxi pad package. Yeah. That's that what was, I remember about your lunches. That was embarrassing. Yeah. And, and some girl approached you and said, do you realize that that's a little maxi pad package? And then you said, what's a maxi pad? Yeah. And then a, a girl in eighth grade had to break it down for you. I sometimes think of that girl and think she did me such a favor. Do you remember who that was? Uh, I can't remember now, but I could have carried this on into grade nine. Yeah. I didn't know anything. That was nice of her. That was brave. Yeah. Brave for an eighth grader. Some Quaker Oats products are being recalled due to possible salmonella contamination. I got a lot of these things growing up. My mom used to always pack us dips granola bars. It's a granola bar 
dipped in chocolate. It's a healthy chocolate bar. Nope, not no. healthy. <laughs> Those are being recalled. Chewy granola bars, yogurt granola bars, and cap and crunch treat bars. What? Oh, no. <laughs> not cap and crunch. Not the cap and crunch. I didn't realize cap and crunch was a Quaker product. No. So I did some research. He's not even a real captain. He what? went to he went to Royal Military College in Kingston, but he dropped out for selling weed. Back in September, there were some researchers brought a asteroid fragment back to Earth, and now they're studying this thing in a lab in Winnipeg. This asteroid fragment, four and a half billion years old. Incredible. I don't know anything that old. I don't know. There's a few retirement homes around here on county. Ha, 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 But they're hoping to discover kind of the early chemicals that were involved to create life because they theorize this thing might have been around when the Earth was formed in our solar system. So maybe this asteroid has the key to figuring out how life began on Earth. Wow. So that's kind of cool, right? It's kind of cool. But I think regardless of how life started, we can all agree it's terrible. I always hate going to Toronto. Do you like driving in Toronto? Oh. I, I don't mind. Yeah. Oh, wow. it, it's it's bad when there's a Jays game. When a Jays game is getting out or anything at Scotiabank Arena is getting out, it's a nightmare. But otherwise, it just sucks. It's like driving in Goderich, but way slower. Oh, yeah, and it's really slow. It actually is ranked the worst city in North America. Not just Canada, North America. North America. That includes New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, all those places. It's worse than those? Yes, and on average, it takes you a half hour to go 10 kilometers. Now, to give you some perspective, 10 kilometers is about the distance from Clinton to Seaforth. So imagine that took you a half an hour (laughs) instead of just like a couple minutes. It would have been worth the drive, though, to see that tractor that was in the building there. It would have been totally worth it. Yeah. So even though they have long drives in Toronto, at least it doesn't smell like cow crap, like it does in Huron County. That's right. Smell that good traffic. Mm -hmm. There might be some people from Denmark here. Maybe. What are they called? Dens? Danish, right? Oh, yeah, Danish. Oh, God. The Danish. Why Why aren't they called the Dens or the Marks or the Denmarkians? Nobody's listening anymore. We've lost everyone. (laughs) We're going to lose our jobs. This building's going to shut down because we went on for 12 minutes about the origins of the term Denmark and the people from it. The Danes. Over in Denmark, though, they had an exciting weekend. On Sunday, they declared Frederick Tenth, the new king of Denmark. Who was the king or queen before? Okay, this is unusual because this hasn't happened in 900 years. His mom, Margrethe II. Not Margaret, Margrethe. Maybe that's how they spell Margaret. Margrethe gave up the throne, said, hey, it's time to give it on to my son. I want to be free. She retired, basically. (laughs) Want to be free from all this wealth (laughs) and telling people what to do. It's terrible. Oh, it's horrible, you see. I guess this guy's quite beloved, this Frederick. He's kind of cool. Frederick X or Frederick the Tenth. Okay. Got me thinking, like, wouldn't that be an awesome thing to give your children? The whole kingdom. A like, whole here, country. Here you go, kid. Yeah. You're king now. Yeah, more than what you've given your kids. Yeah. Which, which is horrible well, ADHD and a predisposition to diabetes. <laughs> Our own Matt Hussey says he likes shoveling the snow well i i figure it's great it's a blessing it's like i get to get out there and have a workout some people pay big bucks to work out in gyms 
I can do it for free right in my driveway. You are as frugal as you are stupid. Seriously, though. We bring this up because over in the Renfrew area, Renfrew County paramedics say just this weekend from the snow up in the Ottawa area, two people had fatal heart attacks shoveling the snow. Yeah. Listen to your heart. You got to listen to your heart, man. <laughs> it's a pain. Shovel- yeah. Shoveling's a pain. It's true. You get all gung-ho. I want to get this done. And and then sometimes the and plow like, comes. Why, why does my arm hurt? <laughs> and then right when you're done, the plow comes through. And yeah, you got to do the end of the lane again. That's presuming you're still alive. If you make it. Flamethrower would be a nice remedy to this, right? Right. Hey, can you buy those anywhere? You could probably rig one up, right? Would it work if you just poured a whole bunch of gasoline all over your driveway and just lit and that just, up? Yeah, just lit it on fire. Yeah. That should work. I'm Te- not seeing the drawback here. Technically. And you could probably get the kids involved with it, too. You just show them how to do it once or twice, and then you sit inside having a few beers while the kids do the driveway slash fire. Just make sure you take the car out first. Or not. I'm not your mother. Maybe here in Ontario, or maybe it's just Matt and I, we're not as nice as people in Alberta are. Well, I think we'd probably all come together if we knew we had to, but there was this an emergency alert that went out Saturday evening. You know, those annoying things that your phone does? One of those. Like the Amber Alerts? Yeah. That, uh, that alert us to missing children? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know that annoying thing about the missing people who can't help? Well, alerts have to be annoying to alert us. That's the point. They're alarming they're not annoying yeah so this happened and they basically said everyone in alberta start on plugging things because otherwise we're going to have blackouts the the emergency grid was in place and they said within minutes 200 megawatts of power dropped and they didn't have to do these blackouts because albertans came together and and turned things off like unplug the toaster or something i Whatever you have. <laughs> How much are you using your toaster? Sorry, kids. We're going to have to have soft bread for supper tonight. But, Daddy, I want my bread toasted. Tough. Turn <laughs> off those video games. <laughs> but, Daddy, I love the toast and the video games. It's like, sweetheart, why are you from Dickensian in England? It makes no sense. I don't know if I would do that here. <laughs> I don't know if I would do that here. Yeah, well, if he, I if I got that on my phone and it's like unplug everything, we need to save power. I'd be like, I don't know, man. My Nintendo doesn't take much. I think I'm going to keep playing. Yeah, I'm sure my t- Nintendo's okay. <laughs> it's not like I'm running an air fryer. Yeah, power yeah. goes down. Yeah, we'd justify it somehow. Yeah, we? yeah. I'm, I'm pretty probably the neighbors aren't watching Netflix, so I'll keep watching The Crown. I can see the mayor's TV on. You live across from the mayor. <laughs> so so would, you, would you take a photo of of the mayor's living? room from the street no, and be like, oh, we, he's watching the TV. Yeah, he's supposed, to be, he's supposed to have it out. Uh, I'm sure he would have unplugged too. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, look at you avoiding any political controversy. We all got one of them in our family. Somebody who's into conspiracies. Aliens! <laughs> They're one of the bigger conspiracies. Chemtrails are another nice one. But the alien thing came up in the fall. There is a bunch of... Uh, well, what's the word for them? Petrified aliens? Yeah, they're petrified aliens. I don't know, about two feet tall, if that. And these these little mini aliens, and apparently they had real bones inside of them. And so they even brought this before Congress in Mexico, and they kind of embarrassed themselves, the the Congress there, because they actually saw this out, like people saying, these are real aliens, we found them in the mail, or something. So I believe they were, you're right, they were brought to the Mexico Congress, but they were found in Peru, and Peruvian scientists did some research on them, and they, they just revealed that they were dolls made with paper, 
glue, metal, and human and animal bones. Surprise. So I don't I'm not sure where you would have gotten the human bones from. Maybe you dig something up. The animal bones, no problem. You find those in the bush all the time. Had like three fingers, and I guess it, there was bones in there, but like no joints or anything. Yeah, it sounds like something that weird kid in your class would make to impress their crush, but then the cops get called and now the kid goes to a new school. Girl in Florida in a car crash off the road. Car was upside down. And guess who came to her rescue? Hold on. Let me play the music and see if people can guess. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. The, Hulk, the Hulkster. So he's in the car behind this girl. Jumps out of the car, Hulk Hogan style. Did he jump out Hulk Hogan style? Well, pro- probably not. <laughs> he's 70 now. He probably limped to the car. But anyways... He broke the airbag open with a pen and helped pull this girl out of the car that flipped over. Wouldn't that be weird, though? You're Hulk Hogan. It's like, you beat the Iron Sheik. He's kind of a superhero in a way, like that kind of status. It'd be like getting pulled out of the car by Batman or something. Okay. You'd be wondering, what's going on here? This is amazing. Hold on, which Batman is saving me? Christian Bale, Batman, or Ben Affleck? (laughs) Christian Bale. Okay, that's good. If Ben Affleck, Batman, is saving me, just let me burn. Been a bad year for Loblaws, and it's only been two and a half weeks of the year, but man, those two and a half weeks, it's been a dog's age for <laughs> Loblaws. They're all the news because their profits keep going up, and this week they got rid of the 50% off stickers for things that were about to expire. They still have some 30% off, but people say, hey, give me the 50 back. And a lot of people looked at this as Canadians' last way to get a deal at a grocery store. Sure, sure. And so people upset across Canada about this. Uh, Loblaws responded saying that, hey, we're trying to do what our competitors are doing. We're a business. we got to be more competitive. Our competitors don't do 50%. They do 30 so we'll do 30 sometimes. Whatever, they're a business. They can do whatever they want, I guess. But there's uh, an MP in Parliament. They're saying, hey, they could be in collusion with other grocery stores. If they're talking with other grocery stores and they're all kind of doing the same thing, that is against the law and we should investigate this. Mm. So they kind of shone the light on themselves here, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Remember Loblaws <laughs> was one of those, like, proud Canadian companies? Everybody but, loved Dave's but, Spiked Lemonade. But here, Yeah, here's the thing, though. I mean, they do have great products. That's the thing. Like, even though something like this ticks me off, it's like there is stuff I'm going to go back for. PC stuff. Some of those bad, PC right? products are great. They used to be, like, one of those companies you could trust, though, like Amazon or Bill Cosby. It's snowing. When it snows... Sometimes it's hard to see. Sometimes that snow lands on your vehicle. And if you don't brush it off, you can't see nothing. Yeah. And it blows my mind that people don't take the snow off their vehicle. I mean, I'm guilty of leaving a little bit on the top. Yes. I'll admit. I've given you crap on the air because there'll be like half a foot of snow on top of your van. Well, the roof rack holds it on sometimes. No, it doesn't. It blows <laughs> off. It's snow. So no excuse for this. 110 bucks is what it'll cost you. And you saw one of these people that should have been fined yesterday. I saw somebody who looked like a little Fiat or something, literally half their windshield covered in... It's not like they brushed it off a little bit, not brushed off at all. And it's a Fiat. It's not even a big windshield. (laughs) No, a pickup truck hits you, it's flattening you. You're driving a European car. It's not meant for hitting a Canadian truck. Yeah. Come on, man. So if I see you out in the wild and your windshield's not covered, you better bet your bottom dollar that I'll probably get out of my car and do it for you myself because we're polite here. Canadian road raid. Up until now, 
pets, if you had a divorce, would typically go to the person who purchased the pet because pets have been considered property. And I believe that's the way it works here in Ontario. But over in BC, they're, they're changing that. So now they have a different set of criteria when it comes to you getting a separation or divorce, treating the pets more like children. And they ask a series of questions like who can afford the pet most, who's a better pet owner, who do the kids go with, and is the kid going to suffer anxiety if the pet's separated? So there's a bunch of factors. So that's good. They're no longer property. They're seen as a member of the family. It should be property. I like that they're property. It gives me that sense of control. No. Love the cats, but... They're part of the family. I own you. You belong to me. You're not going anywhere. Stop running to the door. It's locked, and you don't have thumbs. So stop trying to open it. No, I don't look at it that way. I, like, I look at Uber as part of the family. Okay, you look at it that way now, but you and Natalie separate. So let's say you're on one side of the room, Natalie's on the other side, Uber's right in the middle. And you're both saying, come here, buddy. Come here, boy. Who's Uber going to? That's how they should decide these things. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he going to? You and Natalie. Uh, oh, I think Natalie. Yeah? Yeah. Does she give him more treats? Yeah. There you go. That's the trick now. But if it came to this in court, you could just, like, lace your hands with... Just dip your hands in bacon grease. grease. Yeah. Like, Before here, buddy. Here, Come buddy. Here, boy. I smell better. I'm better, right? Yeah. That's the trick. So if you and your spouse are on shaky ground and you got a pet, uh, just start giving it treats now. It'll hold up in court. I don't know if you've ever heard of this place. It's called Rainy River. Are you familiar with that in northern Ontario? No. There's a lot of rivers up there. It's right on the border with Manitoba. It's been cold up there. Not terribly snowy, but there was a gentleman who was doing some ice fishing on Rainy River parked his truck on the lake thinking, hey, it's frozen. I'm in northern Ontario. What could possibly go wrong? What, I, what went wrong was his truck went through the ice. Truck's gone now. Bye-bye, truck. Yeah, it hasn't been cold enough, I don't think. We're just starting to get ice here. So police, they're reminding you, be careful parking your vehicle on a lake because, yes, it hasn't been cold for that long. And even though it might seem sturdy, it might not support your vehicle. To be fair, though, it's probably more of a risk to park in the Walmart parking lot. Well, why is that? Some days. Oh, you see people just driving like maniacs around those parking lots. Okay. <laughs> I have a little rhyme about ice safety. And the rhymes are always true, right? Right. So if you're driving a Ram, keep it on land. And that if doesn't even rhyme. Ram and land. Okay. It's supposed to rhyme. I'm going to start over. It's not perfect, but I'm doing my best. If you're driving... Oh, <laughs> got me all in my head now. If you're driving a Ram, keep it on land. If you're driving a Tesla, put on some deodorant, you hippie. Do you leave reviews at places you go and you're just so impressed with the food that you got to do something about it? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And, and if I'm not impressed, I just don't leave a review. Right. I'm one of those guys. I'll only leave a good review. Some some places, though, deserve to be full because they're doing a good job at what they do. There's this place, a little fish and chip shop, John McMillan's Little Fish and Chip Shop in Alberta. So they had this very hungry and hungover customer named Colin Ross pop in. He said he just felt like some grease. Got the greatest piece of fish and fries and thought to himself... After he sobered up and looked around, there was barely anyone in the restaurant and thought, oh, this place should be full. Put this out there to all his Facebook friends. Next thing you know, this place is just booming. And the guy's just so grateful. There's a lineup now to get into this place. I'm not denying that the food's good. 
Is it possible the food tasted good because the guy still had alcohol in his system? Well, maybe, but maybe you get all the other hungover people. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Who don't know the difference. Best slice of pizza I ever had was uh, 2.30 in the morning, trashed in downtown London, Ontario. Stobie's Pizza in downtown. They're open till 3 a.m. Is they, it good when you're sober? It's fine. But when you're drunk, it's the best pizza ever. Right. And like anything. You go through <laughs> McDonald's when you're when you've had a few. Oh, those Big Macs are the best burger. Oh yum yum yum. There should just be a breakfast chain called Hungovers. Yeah. Dude, start it. It's completely mediocre, but no one knows the difference. Start it. This is here on county. Right? We'll make millions. If you want mediocrity when you are starving to death, we all know the place we go to. Say it with me, Matt. Tim, Tim Hortons. Can't call 911 willy-nilly, Matthew. It's for emergencies only. You think it's common sense, but we got to remind people. Got to tell them, hey, you don't call 911 for things like, what's my bank's phone number? Which is why this woman over in Brampton, Mississauga area, they released this 911 call because they're saying, hey, please don't call us for this reason. I know you hear these things, but this actually happens. And these 911 operators are fed up. You can hear it in their voice. They are not polite about it. Here's that call. 911, do you need police, fire, or the ambulance? No, I need the, uh, the bank on um, uh, Westwood Mall phone number. Okay, ma'am? Yes? Do you have a life-threatening emergency right now? No. Okay, 911 is for life-threatening emergencies or major crimes in progress. I do not have the phone number of any banks in the area. Oh, okay. Thanks. Okay, this is not an appropriate use for 911. There's lots of people who have real emergencies, but oh, now I'm speaking I, to you. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, she is fed up. Oh, she, you hear that tone? This is not an appropriate use for 911. Oh, crazy, dude. I'm amazed she didn't just hang up. No, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> give them their talking to. You can't just let somebody do something like that. You gotta, you gotta dress them down. Yeah, but maybe this woman was being scammed in that moment. She needed to call the bank before they stole all her money. Not a life-threatening emergency, son. True enough. Not a life-threatening emergency. Hey, if you ever need the phone number to Country 104.9, all right, do not call 911. I'm going to save you a lot of trouble right now and tell you that we don't want to talk to you. All these police forces now releasing their uh, stupid calls over the last year over in Coquitlam, British Columbia. Police there say they got a few weird calls this year. A caller wanted assistance being put through to their pharmacy after they were put on hold six times. Wow, emergency. That's frustrating. Six times. A caller became frightened after watching a scary movie and was advised to turn off the movie and watch something else. (laughs) (laughs) What? The The killer's in the other room, officer. In the movie, not in real life. This is my favorite one. A fast food burger was cold, and the restaurant wouldn't issue a refund. The caller wanted police to force a refund. That feels like an emergency if you're hungry, but it's not. But also, police don't have any power at restaurants. When you go into a Burger King, you're taking your life into your own hands, okay? Police only have power in places where there are laws. Taco Bell is not one of those places. We don't like to bum you out, but this is important to know because there's a record number of strep A infections around Canada uh, to the degree that uh, six kids have died across our country. Uh, We beat the peak of 2019 this year as well over the past year. So you want to be careful. 
strep A's going around. And it can, you want to just wear a mask, wash your hands, things like that are easy. It, and if you've never had strep A, it's, it's brutal. It's kind of like COVID-19, but with fewer F. Trudeau flags. Remember when the government told all the big grocery stores, you got to bring those prices down. Yeah, you got to help Canadians. And then the grocery store said, sure, we'll do that. And then they just kept raising prices. Well, that kept happening in December. What went up in price? Fruit juice, edible oils, fats, cookies and crackers, frozen dried vegetables. Those are the top ones. Some actually went down. So this is the good news. You can get bananas. Bananas have always been cheap, so that's good. Yeah, they've always been like under 70 cents a pound. Yeah. Yeah, bananas are awesome. Perfect fruit. Tomatoes, down 11%. And lettuce, way down, minus 20%. You can afford a salad now. No, you can't. Put tomatoes on it. <laughs> just because it, it's down doesn't mean it's cheap. It just means it's down a little bit. I know. Have you seen the price of bag salads? Yeah. Holy crap. It's like one serving for eight bucks or whatever. <laughs> salad's nice, but it's a food that is... Only good when it's not good for you. Like a healthy salad is not tasty. Yeah, the building blocks of the salad, the good stuff. The ranch dressing, nope, you might as well eat a hamburger. Yeah. You might as well have the hamburger. So what Matt and Fatty are telling you is don't buy salads, buy hamburgers. This bit is brought to you by the Beef Farmers of Ontario. And ranch dressing. Matt and I were talking off mic, and I realized that maybe... Because of something Matt does with his family, we need to call the police. He still is eating the kale you were growing in the summer. Yeah, I I put it in a little bit late this year, and so the kale just keeps growing. I have a seven-foot by four-foot garden of just different types of kales. Ugh. <laughs> you think this is cruelty to my family. No, no, no. What uh, you did to yeah. your son was cruel. So, Explain. So this stuff has kept growing. It's beautiful. It was great at the end of December even. And so I stopped buying stuff from the grocery store and I, I told my son who likes to put it in his smoothie and my wife too. I said, well, you guys can use the kale. I'm not going to buy the stuff from the grocery store anymore because wh- why would we? There's kale going to waste in the garden. You think this is cruel? And they so they go out and they pick kale, get their boots and winter coats on. And they're go, out there shivering, picking kale. Son, can you go pick some more kale? Pick your kale. <laughs> It's so cruel. Oh, man. But it tastes good. It, nothing kills kale. That's what's amazing. Even this cold weather, the kale's still growing. Cold doesn't kill kale. Fire doesn't kill kale. No. Your digestive system barely kills kale. Nothing kills kale. You can throw it in the air fryer and make kale chips, for yeah. goodness sake. Have you tried that? No. You should try that. Yeah. You have enough of it, evidently. I'll bring you some. Don't. Don't do that. You might as well beat me. Arnold Schwarzenegger in the news. Got to get some Arnold music going on. He was flying into Munich, Germany, and airport officials stopped them. They said, hey, you come with us. Yeah. Thank you for adding to this well, story. Well, I'm just trying to make it dramatic. You come with us. You did something wrong. But they said it in German because it was Germany, and he's Austrian, so they understand each other. I guess he had brought this very expensive Swiss watch worth thousands and thousands of dollars, and he didn't pay the taxes on that going into Germany. The reason he had this watch was he's donating it to a local charity in Germany. They're going to sell it. The money they make, they get. He didn't pay the taxes on it, so... Where's our taxes? They said, you can pay the taxes here at the airport. So they brought a debit machine, and he tapped his credit card, and it didn't work. They said, here, try it again, and it didn't work. 
So they said, there's an ATM down the hallway. Let's go to that. So they took him to the ATM, but the, there was a withdrawal limit on the ATM, and it wasn't enough to pay the taxes. <laughs> so then the two security guards got their manager, who brought out a different <laughs> debit machine, and that one finally worked. <laughs> they should make a movie about this. Only by the second hour, Arnold just snaps and starts killing everyone at the airport. That's what Terminator Genesis was about. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I'm pretty sure it was about that. Pretty sure. Oh, people don't like it when you start to mess with their traditions. We told you a while back about Hockey Newfoundland's decision to get rid of the lineup where they shake hands at the end of the game. Apparently, there's some animosity on the ice, and when they do the handshake at the end, led to a scuffle here and there. Yeah, they use the word issues, but we know it means fighting. (laughs) So, anyways, people... We're upset about this because eh, we've been doing this forever. You know, we do this. It teaches the kids sportsmanship, things like that. People reacted to it, and a lot of people were just doing it in spite of the rule. And so now they came forward and said, okay, you can do it again if you want, but use your discretion. If it's a heated game, maybe don't do it at the end of the game. (laughs) And if it's a fine game, you can shake hands. It's fine. (laughs) But you know what they should do? Instead of the handshake, they should do the even more popular, the fist bump. We do this all the time. Well, that way, if they want to fight, they're ready on both sides. Yeah, there's a nice layer of snow here in the town of Godridge. You can still see the grass poking out, though. It's not snowmobile weather, though. Over in Vancouver, they've had a lot of snow. So much. Uh, there's this video that surfaced. I want to make sure this was legit from this year. So it does look legitimate. Somebody cross-country skiing on a road, like a in-the-city road, cross-country <laughs> skiing to work. We used to skate on the country roads because they would sometimes get really icy and you could just skate for miles down the road. You went to F.E. Medill growing up and you said kids would snowmobile. Yeah, I think there was a snowmobile trail that went behind the school at one point or something. But yeah, kids would snowmobile to school. And then in elementary school, I remember kids would bring their sleds to school because the school was uphill from Belgrave. This East Wawanosh? And a big hill home too. You could pretty much sled all the way back into town. So the ride home was awesome for them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, man. I went to school in the city. Boring. I had to walk on a street to school. (laughs) It was so boring. Yeah. So, like, kids are older now that went to East Wawanosh. They have that old man story of, I used to have to walk uphill backwards to school. Well, they did. Yeah. It's a true story for them. Okay. Yeah, kids from East Wawanosh, they sure are old now. Real old. That's me. That's you, buddy. Got a little more gray in your beard. Your paper boy hat got a little grayer as well. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.